Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 6 of a podcast that I like to call This and That. And oh boy, do we have a good one. Cam Newton finally found a fucking team. We're going to talk about the comments Drew Brees made on kneeling, you know. The NBA's plan inside the Disney bubble, you know. Of course, we all know the uh, NBA is going to play their games at Disney. NASCAR decides to ban the Confederate flag, all that. We got good, juicy sports topics to talk about. Of course, I'm going to talk about George Floyd and the protests that went on and all that, you know, give my thoughts and, you know, talk about the uh, George Floyd incident and talk about the uh, protests that went on. And, of course, Mississippi is also going to lose the Confederate flag from their uh, state flag as as well. Uh, As we all know, Mississippi currently has a Confederate flag in their state flag, so... And, of course, we're going to break down the uh, Florida coronavirus spike. Uh, Florida breaks daily record with nearly 10,000 new coronavirus cases. We're going to talk about that. A lot of COVID, a a little bit of COVID talk. And, of course, the Simpsons will no longer use white actors to voice non-white characters. Uh, You can see where this is going. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's just a taste of what we got but let's start with the uh first topic here and oh boy i'm not gonna lie when i saw the notification on my phone that cam newton signed a one-year deal to the patriots i i almost lost my shit i i i almost lost my shit but but i didn't but i didn't but hear me out all right I'm fucking excited, and I hope Billy B makes Cam Newton the week one starter. I really do. I hope it happens, but I, you know, I, I see a quarterback competition happening. That's what I see. I see a Brian Hoyer, Jared Stidham, Cam Newton quarterback competition brewing here, you know? If you're a Patriots fan, for once, it's going to be entertaining to watch the preseason. <laughs> I can say that, but uh, hell, it's going to be fun. It is definitely going to be fun to watch. But I did hear that, I I don't know exactly, I think I saw it on the Pat McAfee, I don't know. I saw it somewhere, but the NFL is looking to extend, is looking to, not extend, but uh, slash the preseason in half to two games. So that's going to be interesting. Excuse me, I can talk. That's going to be interesting. Oh, okay, alright. So, I guess because the NFL is adding a 17th game to the season, they're shortening preseason to only two games. Oh, alright, so it's not taking effect this season. Okay, so that's 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 going to be interesting, but this year we're going to get the four preseason games we normally get. So, okay, so it's taking effect next year. Yeah, because that's right, next season we're going to have 17 games now instead of 16, so... Oh boy, that that's 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 gonna be fun. Week 18, week 18. Who? But anyway, we'll we'll have to see how that all plays out. I'm I'm pretty curious. Two two preseason games. Who boy? Well, 
moving on now after the uh whole cam newton thing i'm, I'm excited though i can't wait to watch uh nfl preseason for the patriots <clears throat> moving on to the uh drew Brees comments here um I guess Drew Brees was on a Yahoo interview uh, and he was talking about kneeling and disrespecting the flag, which I'm going to say it right now, whether people like to hear it or not, it's the truth. Kneeling is disrespecting the flag, all right? Plain and simple. If you're not standing, if you're not just standing during the national anthem, <clears throat> Or if you're not standing with your hand over your heart, or if you're not standing and saluting, if you're doing other than that, then you're disrespecting the flag. Okay? It's simple as that. And and what's funny, what's funny is I, I've realized after before the uh, George Floyd uh, incident went down. Apparently, it was not okay to kneel during the national anthem, but after all this George Floyd stuff went down, it it's now okay to disrespect the flag? It's now okay to kneel? You know, it just, it's not, it's like, wh what the hell? Y you know, it's like, I, I thought it, I thought kneeling was disrespectful, but apparently not now that uh, this George Floyd stuff went down, apparently just because of well, not just because of that, but it feels like after that all happened, it's like it's all become it's become okay to kneel, you know. But honestly, I I agree with with um, Drew Brees' comments. But apparently, uh, Drew Brees had to apologize. Drew Brees apologized Thursday for his comments that were insensitive and completely missed the mark when he reiterated his opinion to Colin Kaepernick's kneeling during the National Anthem in 2016. Which, again, I'm going to say this as well. The Colin Kaepernick kneeling BS, yeah, that was bullshit. Alright? I, I support Cap's movement and, and all that, but him kneeling... You're basic, think about it, you're basically kneeling on the clock, you know? You're kneeling while you're on the clock, and you're, you're on the clock, you're doing your job, you know? And that's not the time to protest, you know? Protest on your own time, not while you're on the clock. And that's what Kaepernick failed to do. Again, I'm all for Kaepernick's movement, and... A lot of people are saying the reason why he's not in the NFL, which I kind of agree, but if you think about it, the team in front of him was garbage. It was because he sucks. He's not that great of a quarterback, which in a way I kind of do agree, but in a way I kind of disagree because if you think about it, the teams he had in front of him kind of declined and the teams he had in front of him sucked. Yeah, he had a good Super Bowl team in front of him, but then everyone decided to, you know, call it quits and all that. So it's, it's, hey, <sighs> <clears throat> but Kaepernick's kneeling during the National Anthem of 2016 drawn sharp criticism from fellow high-profile athletes and others in the wake of George Floyd's death. Yeah, see, I'll, 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 it's people, 
when when big shit like this happens, you know, that involves race and all that, I've realized people get softer and softer by the year, not by the year, but by the tragedy, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's 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 like companies are changing their logos and all that and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the podcast but you know it's like people are changing things and are trying to erase the past you know it's ridiculous it's it's ridiculous you know aunt jemima and again we'll talk about that later on in the podcast as well but i'll give you a little snippet but the aunt jemima shit having to take the black woman off the bottle it's ridiculous like come on bro today people are nothing but a bunch of soft fucking pussies i'm gonna fucking say it now people today are nothing but a bunch of soft fucking pussies who can't take a fucking joke you know it pisses me off like people blow up the tiniest little fucking things like if someone says the most tiniest little controversial tiny thing like it's not that big a deal but it's still somewhat controversial people are going to make it like it's a big fucking deal nowadays that's what people do and it's bullshit it, it's it's pathetic you know and it pisses me off it's like people blow up things that are no fucking big deal and make it a big deal nowadays and it's honestly ridiculous but the article goes on to keep saying, by the way, this is from uh, time.com. Los Angeles Lakers great LeBron James, New Orleans Saints safety Malcolm Jenkins, and former NFL player Martellus Bennett were some of the high-profile athletes to criticize Breeze on their Twitter feeds. Well, good to know that they support disrespecting the flag, because <clears throat> that's basically what that is. You know? Breeze, a New Orleans Saints quarterback who won the Super Bowl in 2009, in the 2009 season, was asked Wednesday in an interview with Yahoo to revisit former NFL quarterback Kaepernick's kneeling during the national anthem before games to be to bringing awareness of police brutality and in racial justice. Breeze went on to say. I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States, which I 100% agree with. Exactly. I, I don't support anyone who disrespects the flag either. Breeze began adding that he that the national anthem reminds him of his grandfathers who served in the armed forces during World War II. In many cases, it brings me to tears thinking about all that that has been sacrificed, and not just in the military but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. Which I'm sorry, I stand with Breeze. I 100% agree with his comments, you know. Why would you disrespect the flag? You know, why disrespect the flag? And of course, article goes on to say many athletes have repeatedly said kneeling was not about disrespecting the flag or the military but instead about police brutality okay so if it's not about disrespecting the flag then why disrespect the flag 
You know what I'm saying? I understand you're protesting police brutality. But if you think about it, the NFL players that protest it on the field during games, again, you're protesting while on the clock. You're not protesting on your own time. If you want to protest police brutality, that's great. That's awesome. I support that. But I don't support doing it on the clock. And I know I may, you know, I I support, support, I can talk, wow. I support doing it on your own time, you know. I, I would have supported Kaepernick more if he support, excuse me, if he did it on his own time. You know, maybe did a video of him kneeling before the game or something or or just a video or a picture of him kneeling in general, you know, on his social media. But instead, ooh, do you guys hear that thunder? Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard that. Having a little storm out where I live, so you guys are going to hear uh, occasional thunder in the background. It's quite nice, quite relaxing. But... Yeah, I mean, like I said, Kaepernick, his the problem with him kneeling was do it on your own time. Don't do it when you're on the clock, basically. But honestly, I, I agree with with Breeze 100%, man. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm with 100% with Breeze, man. You don't disrespect the flag. You know, and I will never agree with anybody who disrespects the flag as well. It's disgusting. If you're for kneeling, then you're obviously for disrespecting the flag. Because again, kneeling is disrespecting the flag. Whoever told you that it's not is speaking out of their ass. Is speaking bullshit, alright? And it, again, and I, and I said it earlier, it, it's funny. It's like all of a sudden after this George Floyd incident went down, it's all of a sudden now okay to kneel. It's all of a sudden now okay to disrespect. You know, it just pisses me off. But, which leads us into our next uh, article. But, yeah, I'm 100% with Breeze on this one. NWSL players kneel for National Anthem, wear Black Lives Matter shirts. And this is, wow. Okay, wow. Honestly, at that point, if I was the referee, I would have called off the game. I would have been like, you don't stand, you're not playing. You know, I'm sorry. I would be that ref. You know, I would stop the anthem. I would say either you girls stand up or you're not playing this game. That's ridiculous. That's disrespecting the fucking flag, like I said. NWSL players took a knee for the national anthem and wore shirts to support Black Lives Matter. Which, again, I, I get that. That's great. If you would have kneeled, took a couple seconds before the anthem to take your knee and do all that, that would have been okay. That would have been fine. But doing it during the anthem, not okay. That's not fine. Again, you're protesting Black Lives Matter. Again, I get that. That's great. But you're protesting it, not protesting it, but fighting for Black Lives Matter movement. Again, I get that. But you're doing it at the wrong time. 
again, I understand what the movement is. I understand what it's all about and all that. But again, the time to do all this kneeling shit and the time to, you know, the time is not during the time we respect our country. You know, it's not the national. Let let me get this shit straight. All right. Let me get this shit straight. Let me get this straight. The national anthem is a time to respect our country. The national anthem is a time to represent our country. The national anthem is a time to honor America. You know? It's not just a time to honor the flag. It's also a time to honor America. Honor America as a country itself. You know? But this this shit disgusts me. The NWSL Challenge Cup kicked off amid plenty of focus at the first major sports league in the USA to resume play during the coronavirus pandemic. Fuck the coronavirus. All 22 players took a knee for the national anthem before kick. As players all wore shirts supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Again. I get it. You're supporting a Black Lives Matter movement. You're kneeling and all that. But what I'm not cool with is you're disrespecting my flag. What I'm not cool with is you're disrespecting my fucking country. I'm not fucking cool with that. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with people who want to disrespect my fucking country. Okay? That's what I have a problem with. And I'm sorry... What these motherfucking girls were doing right here was 100% disrespecting the fucking country. Again, I understand why you're kneeling and I understand what movement you're kneeling for, but the time you were doing it was not right. Okay? That was not the right fucking time to kneel. It would have been great if, hey, take five seconds, take five or ten seconds to take a knee before the national anthem to protest for Black Lives Matter, then hey, that would have been fine. But again, no, they chose to disrespect the flag and they chose to disrespect the country and protest, do their protest during the national anthem. It's ridiculous. Again, if I was the referee, I would have went over, I would have said, hold on, went over to the team, said, you either all stand up or you're not playing this game. I don't care what have happened to me if I was a referee. I don't care what I, what would happen. I would have went over to the, to the team. And when I said to him, you're going to stand up for the national anthem or you're not going to play this fucking game at all. You know, it's ridiculous. It's disrespectful. People need to get it through their fucking skulls. Kneeling is disrespectful. It is not respecting the country whatsoever. All right. If you're not doing anything but standing for the national anthem, you are disrespecting the country. If you are sitting, if you are kneeling, you are disrespecting the country. Anything but standing with either your right hand over your heart or saluting the flag is disrespectful. Okay? Can can we get that through your fucking thick skulls? And, And just because this George Floyd situation happened doesn't make it okay to disrespect the fucking flag. Okay? 
Because it seems like people, all because this George Floyd situation went down, it's now okay to disrespect the flag. It's now okay to kneel and protest for black. No, I'm sorry. When the national anthem is on, it's not the time to protest for Black Lives Matter. It's not the time to protest for anything. It's the time to honor the country. It's the time to honor America. No matter what the fuck is going on. It's still the country you live in, and it's still the country you should honor. But I can't go on. I can't be bothered to go on with this disgusting fucking article anymore. I just included this to get that piece in. But anyways, moving on now to uh, sports reopening in the uh, United States here. This is from CNBC.com. Uh, inside the NBA's plan to make money and engage fans in the Disney bubble. Yeah, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> fucking ad. It is on to phase two for the National Basketball Association's reopening after the league finished the first phase by finalizing comeback plans for a season suspended by COVID-19. The league's Disney World bubble campus will host 22 teams in effort to crown a champion and will proceed with the season despite the increase in COVID-19 cases throughout Florida, which we will also talk about that a little bit here later on. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver spoke to the media spoke to media members on Friday and discussed how the league would continue if COVID-19 cases spread inside the bubble. He said if cases reach a certain point, that ultimately might lead us to stopping the season. I think we might just want to get it down on the ground and start to see how our testing is working and how the protocols are working. And then we'll make a decision as we go. Silver said, yes. All right, so play it, basically play it along as we go and see what the fuck happens. And so the show goes on. <laughs> the NBA is headed to Orlando to save some of its lost revenue, which is projected to reach $1 billion. <laughs> If the remaining games are canceled with players missing out on more than $600 million in salary, in addition to the pandemic... <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry about that. Related to revenue losses, the NBA still has unsolved issues with China, which Silver said in February could cost the league $400 million. Damn. So the NBA will get creative since there's no playbook for games without spectators. Which I'm, I'm guessing that's possibly how they're going to do it. I, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm looking forward to uh, watching some Celtics fucking basketball. Hell yeah. I'll tune into the games. I'll see how they uh, all play out. Uh, the article goes on to say this is the this is the next part of the article. The NBA's virtual grandstand. Behind the scenes, the NBA scanned a board for I ideas on ways to engage its fans. Looking as far as Denmark's... Okay, yeah, no, I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Denmark's AGF, where the league, where the soccer league invited 10,000 fans to watch via a Zoom video broadcast. Oh, that's cool! Fans signed up for tickets and were paired on Zoom calls that featured other fans in sections they would normally sit with during games. Oh, that's cool! NBA Deputy Commissioner Mark Truman said... 
who's who oversees the league business affairs hinted at ideas like AGFs, which is being called the world's first virtual grandstand. Ah, oh, okay, I get it. So basically, people would pay tickets and then they get into a fucking Zoom call with people who would normally sit in that area of the stadium and then you guys would watch the fucking game together. I, I, I'd have to look more into that. Damn, if, if I knew that, if I saw that article around, I would have included that in the podcast, but oh, that's, that's, that's awesome. Fucking... <laughs> oh, now that I think about it, it, fucking, it's a Clippers-Lakers game. Oh, God. Clippers, bunch of fucking Clippers and a bunch of fucking Lakers fans in a Zoom call. Oh, God. Because you know they're going to mix both fans. I, I hope they mix both fans together. They, they probably do. Oh, God. Lakers and Clippers fans in one Zoom call. Yeah, you fucking something. You fucking... I'm sure they probably have people moderating it though, but yeah, that that's that's that that that's a way I guess. Uh, oh God, <laughs> I, I I'm just I'm just thinking about the uh the idea of that, but um yeah the, yeah oh boy. Lakers and Clippers fans together. Oh, boy. But, yeah, I guess the uh, NBA plans to come back in Orlando. So, let's see how that goes. Oh, boy. We will have to see how that goes. That's going to be interesting. That is going to be pretty interesting. But, moving on. NASCAR. Oh, boy. We all know what happened throughout NASCAR. With the Bubba Wallace shit and all that, but, uh, NASCAR bans Confederate flag at all events and properties. Which, hell yeah, that's, uh, that's what's up, you know? And they show a a picture, oh no, that's a video, but I'm not gonna play that. This is also from uh, CNBC.com. But, uh, auto racing giant NASCAR said Wednesday that it is banning the display of the nat of the national wow of the Confederate flag at all of its events and properties. The announcement is sure to be controversial with a number of NASCAR fans, some of whom to continue to display Confederate flags and symbols at racing events, even five years after the organization asked fans not to do so, which <laughs> That's, that's, that's fucked, man. You're basically, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is how the fuck it is. If you fly a Confederate fucking flag, or you have a Confederate fucking flag in your house, you're basically advertising that you're a racist, alright? I'm sorry, because if you can, because if you support the Confederate flag, then you're basically supporting racism. Because that's basically all that fucking flag is. Racism. That's all that flag stands for. Racism. Okay? It's disgusting that even that people even fucking fly it. And of course, hillbilly rednecks will go on and say, "Oh no, it means something, it's some bullshit about fucking God and church and all that bullshit." Which, that's just their little fucking excuse to uh 
to uh fucking you know fly the damn flag which I, I, on Facebook, I had this uh, angry fucking hillbilly redneck yell at me saying, Oh, your bullshit about Confederate flags is fucking wrong. Do your fucking research. It's about God. It's about peace. It's about this. I'm like, uh, yeah, no. You, you're the one who needs to do their fucking... Which, of course, hillbilly rednecks are fucking idiots anyways. Down in the fuck... Yeah, you know. Honestly, when I go to Florida, the fucking IQ level just drops. It just drops to my fucking feet. It's like, damn. I can smell the stupid in the air down there. Of course, fucking jacked up trucks find fucking Confederate flags and American flags. And it, 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 it fucking disgusts me. It's like, ugh. It makes me cringe to see an American flag and a rebel flag flying next to each other. It's like... You, you know the two flags you're flying don't go together, right? You, you know, we kicked your ass fucking twice. <laughs> you know, basically, let, let's put it this way. If you fly the fucking Confederate flag, you basically don't love your country. Because you're basically telling, telling the world that you support traitors. You, you support people who weren't American, you know? Un-American traitors, basically. You're... You're advertising that you support. It's it's disgusting, you know. And of course, the article goes on to say, also Wednesday, NASCAR removed its rule mandating that r racing team members stand for the national anthem. Meaning, motherfuckers mandating. Huh. Interesting interesting I, I'm, I'm honestly I'm just hoping that I don't see a fucking bunch of people kneeling when I watch NASCAR because I'm gonna admit there's like two races or no three races that I like to watch I like to watch one truck series race and the uh races they have at Daytona I like to watch the Coke 400 and the Daytona 500 that's really all I watch for NASCAR I'll watch it sometimes when there's really nothing on TV on Sunday and Saturday, but otherwise, yeah, I really don't watch NASCAR too much. I'll watch it from time to time, but again, when I tune into a race, I really hope I don't see motherfuckers kneeling and all that, because that, that's it's ridiculous. Knowing how fucking political NASCAR is already, you know? I remember one year they allowed uh, a driver to have a Trump car. I honestly just wish that politics and sports would not be a thing. Like, politics are banned from sports, you know? Anything political-related is banned from sports. You know, that would be nice, but... Sadly, it don't work that way. By the way, if you guys hear, like, a, a staticky noise or a, a noise, that's my stupid, shitty microphone I'm using... You know, I gotta, gotta work with what I got, you know? But, yes, NASCAR is, uh, deciding to can the, na can the Confederate flag from all their races, so that, that is good. I, 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 I do appreciate that, cause I hate looking at fucking racist flags while I watch NASCAR, you know? Like I said, I'm, I'm not a big viewer of NASCAR, but I'll watch it from time to time. <laughs>
but but I don't know. If if you think about it, after all this George Floyd stuff went down, the world changed. But that this is one thing I I do like that uh, NASCAR did get. And, and and of course I hope the track security and everyone at the race that's an employee at the track make sure that no one has a confederate flag fucking flying because these fucking hillbillies are gonna make sure that they find a way to have their racist ass flag fucking flying on their trailers at the race you know it's it's ugh. you know and and of course they'll say oh but it's Southern pride, oh, but God, Jesus, it stands for God, it stands for something about Jesus, which is bullshit, that's just, you know, it's just something they make up to defend them flying the flag, because, you know, we all know it's a racist fucking flag, we all know it's a flag of traitors, it's, it's a disgusting flag, it's a flag that should be fucking burned and not to be allowed, not allowed to be flown anywhere, honestly. Oh, but it's erasing American history. Yeah, I know that. I get that. But it's a flag of traitors, all right? You know? But anyway, moving on. This is uh, from the usatoday.com. I, I saw this article, and I, 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 I thought it looked interesting. Like you know what? Yeah, we'll 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 include this. We'll we'll give this a look. So uh, the notable NFL players changing teams in 2020. Um, and again, this is from USAToday.com. Of course, they say Cam Newton. The first the very first one is Cam Newton signed with the New England Patriots. Previous team, the Panthers. Of course, they have Gronk and Brady on here. The Bucks. Brandon Cooks traded to the Texans. Oh. So, basically, the Texans... So, excuse me, basically, the... Yeah, the yeah the Texans traded for Cooks. Oh, okay. All right. What are the Rams dismantling that fucking team? They're like, all right, yeah, we ain't winning with this shit. Wide receiver Roby Anderson agreed to a deal with the Panthers. Previous team, the Jets. Tyler Effort agreed to a deal with the Jags. He used to play for the Bengals. Hopefully Gardner Minshew pans out. Let's see. Emmanuel Sanders agreed to terms with the Saints. He used to play for the 49ers, so that's a bit of a loss for the Niners. Todd Gurley agreed to a deal with the Falcons. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was a free agent. He used to play for the Rams. Melvin Gordon agreed to a deal with the Broncos. He used to play for the Chargers, so that's a big hit. Two big hits to the Chargers here as they uh, also lose uh, Philip Rivers. He goes to the Colts. Teddy Bridgewater, we all know he was with the Saints. He agrees to a deal with uh, the Panthers, so we all know he's probably going to be the starting quarterback. Um, Xavier Rhodes signed a deal with the Colts. He used to play for the Vikings. Darius Slay, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy about this well, uh, to the Eagles, previous team from the Lions. So the, so the Birds beefing up that uh, cornerback depth. I like that. That's probably going to be our new starting cornerback at, at number one. Von Bell, or excuse me, our number one cornerback. 
Von Bell agreed to a deal with the Bengals, former team, the Saints. You know, Bengals doing everything they can to get better there. Cornerback Quinton Dunbar goes to the Seahawks. He used to play for the Redskins. Uh, Haha Clinton Dix agreed to a deal with the Cowgirls. He used to play for the Bears. Defensive tackle Gerald McCoy signed a deal also with the Cowboys. Came from the Panthers. Jeruel Casey got traded to the Broncos from the Titans. Cornerback Chris Harris Jr. agreed to deal, agreed to a deal from the uh, from the Chargers. Used to play from the Broncos. Tight end Jason Witten, ex Bronco, excuse me, Bronco, the ex Cowboy. Cowboys are finally giving up on Witten. They said, yeah, fuck you, buddy. We're done. So Witten is finally going to a new team. He agreed to deal, agreed to a deal with the Raiders. Previous team was the Cowboys. Malcolm Jenkins got the fuck out of Philly and went to the Saints. Josh Schobert, linebacker, uh, agreed to a deal with the Jags. So that's a big, it's a little hit to the uh, Browns there. Offensive tackle Brian Bugla. Brian Bugla. Bugla. Who? Well, he agreed to deal with, agreed to a deal with the Chargers. He used to play for the Bucks, but of course the picture. Shows him with the fucking Packers. Dante Fowler agreed to a deal with the Falcons. He was with the Rams at one point. Bro, I tell you, the Rams are cleaning up fucking shop, bro. Letting a lot of guys go. Trading away Cooks. You know? Defensive tackle. Linval Joseph agreed to a deal with the Chargers. He used to be a Viking. Robert Quinn agreed to a deal with the Bears. He used to play for the Cowgirls. Sean Robinson agreed to a deal with the Rams. He used to play for the Lions. Rashad Perryman agreed to a deal with the Jets. He used to play for the Bucks. Devin Funches agreed to a deal with the Packers. He used to be a Colt. Corey Littleton agreed to a deal with the Raiders. He used to play for the Rams. Uh, Stephon Diggs got traded to the Bills. DeAndre Hopkins obviously traded to the Cardinals. Uh, Byron Jones agreed to a deal with the Dolphins. Uh, Danny Shelton agreed to a deal with the Lions. So, uh, Matt Patricia trying to get more expatriates. <laughs> Matt, buddy, just because they played for the Patriots don't mean they gonna pan out in the, uh, in your system, man. Come on. Quit, quit signing expatriates here. Because Danny Shelton ain't that too bad. Oh, Kyle Van Noy to the Dolphins. That's a big hit to the Patriots defense. DeForest Buckner got traded to the Colts from the 49ers. Uh, DJ Reader agreed to a deal with the Bengals. He used to play for the Texans. Uh, James Bradbury agreed to a deal with the Giants. He used to play for the Panthers. There you go. Oh. Uh, Jack Collin agreed to a deal with the Browns. He used to play for the Titans. Randall Cobb agreed to a deal with the Texans. Previous team was the Cowgirls. Uh, running back David Johnson traded to the Texans. That's right. That was the, uh, what the fuck was it? That was the, uh, Hopkins trade. Calais Campbell traded to the Ravens. 
from the Jags. Former Pro Bowl cornerback A.J. Boye was traded to the Broncos from the Jags. Damn, Jags cleaning up house too. Fuck. Tight end Jimmy Graham signed with the Bears. He used to play for the Smackers. Uh, ooh, Marcus Mariota. Agreed to a deal with the Raiders. Previous team was the Titans. Uh, Don Cherry... Don Terry Poe agrees to a deal with the uh, Cowboys. Used to be on the Panthers. Javon Hargrave. Hargrave? Hargrave agrees to a deal with the Eagles. Used to play for the Steelers. Alright. Austin Hooper agreed to a deal with the Broncos. So, uh, ooh, Noah Fanton Hooper. Ooh. Ooh, Jamie Collins agreed to a deal with the Lions. God damn it, Matt. You and signing former fucking Patriots players. Tight end Hayden Hurst traded to the Falcons. For former team was the Ravens. Got Matty Ice to throw to him now. Fuck yeah. As my computer loads here. Leonard Floyd agreed to a deal with the Rams. He used to be with the Bears. Uh, oh, we have a ex-Packer here. See, my computer is being stupid. Oh, there we go. Blake Martinez agreed to a deal with the Giants. He was from the Packers. There we go. Andrew Billings signed with the Broncos. Uh, Shaq Lawson agreed to a deal with the Dolphins. And Josh Norman signed with the Bills. Desmond Trufant agreed to a deal with the Lions. Jordan Phillips to the Cardinals. Uh, uh, but yeah, this is, uh, this is from uh, the USA Today. But, uh, yeah, a lot of notable moves that happened, for sure, around the NFL. Just going through the rest of them. But Eric Ebron signed a deal with the Steelers. Oh, there you go. I'm just going to scroll through them and just... Okay, no, I'm not going to say that name, but... Yeah. An ex-Eagle signed with the... Haloti Vatai, Vatai, Vatai signed with the Lions, but not bad. <laughs> Anyways, next article, this is from MVCSports.com, and it is the Indianapolis 500 crowd will be limited to 50% capacity at August 23rd race. Ah, so by the sounds of it, we're going to be letting some fans in here. Okay. The 104th running of the Indianapolis 500 on August 23rd will be held before a crowd limited to 50% capacity, the track announced Friday. In a letter to season ticket holders, the track said it expects to accommodate at least 50% of the original ticket quantities. The track will take requests for more than 50%, but might move fans to another location because of social distancing requirements. The track also encouraged ticket holders to ticket holders older than 65 to consider staying home according to CDC guidelines. 
So yeah, they're they're obviously going to be taking some hardcore safety precautions and making sure that people ain't getting fucking sick and Oh, thank you for that. <laughs> so a video just played in my ear. I'm I'm leaving that in. I don't give a shit. It's a podcast, baby. It's raw. It's unedited. But yeah, they're a whole 230,000 fucking seats. Whew. Damn. Okay. I I just I was skimming through the article and I just read NBC Sports Kyle Petty told Kyle Petty that Indianapolis Motor Speedway had 230,000 seats and that 78% of its ticket element had been sold. Big words my poo-poo brain can't read. But, yeah, by the sounds of it, they're going to let fans in, but at a small capacity, you know. They're not going to try to let all... 230,000 fucking people in there. That's how much it really holds. But there you go. We're trying to get back to some fucking normalcy here. You know? But uh, moving on to what looks to be our final sports article. Oh, okay. Kansas State players threaten to leave over students' tweet mocking George Floyd. Yeah, that's right. We're going to start to uh, get into the George Floyd talk here, uh, which basically leads us into the George Floyd slash protest stuff. But uh, a group of Kansas State student athletes of color says its members will not participate in all athlete related events unless the university takes action in wake of a tweet by a student mocking the death of George Floyd. In a statement issued Friday by Senior defensive back Jordan Alexander, the group asked for a policy created against racism that will expel any student that openly displays racism on all platforms such as social media, school, Aggieville, and sporting events. Huh. Christina Carr, a junior guard on the women's basketball team posted a similar statement with the same requests to her twitter account promising not to play if those steps aren't taken which yeah i, I get it man it's it, it's it's fucked bro stupid fucking people out there doing stupid fucking shit is basically what this is man you know this is george honestly this george floyd incident has been crazy but it it, it was terrible, man. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it was it was a fucking terrible thing to see. It was heart wrenching, you know. Honestly, I'm going to admit, my respect for the fucking police has dropped way more now than I had for them before, you know. I've had a couple encounters with the police, but not really many. I've had like. Eh. Honestly, yeah, not not really too many encounters with the police. Like, I've recorded a time that a police officer was talking to me, you know, was like asking me stupid questions. Like, I, I have it on video, but I'm I'm not gonna post it to my YouTube. But 
basically the officer asked me, oh, where are you going? And I'm like, and, and this was fucking, I'm like, oh my God, this guy is stupid. Because I, I knew what he was doing. I knew what the fucking cop was trying to do. And he was trying to uh, spark something here. He was trying to create a reason to get out of his car and put me in cuffs. That's that's what the fuck police do. You know, when they go up to you and just start questioning you. That's, they're, they're looking for a reason to put you in cuffs. They're bored. That's what they do. But, honestly, the, honestly, what the, the fuck the cop asked me is like, oh, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to the gym. And the most stupid thing he fucking asks me is like, oh, what gym is that? When literally the gym I was going to was like right in front of me. It was the Anytime Fitness. Like there was an Anytime Fitness right in front of you, dumbass. I'm like, I'm going to the Anytime Fitness right in front of you, duh. He's like, oh, okay. Like, I literally, the whole time, I just kept walking, but, honestly, this whole George Floyd situation is, it's ridiculous, man. It's, it's heart-wrenching. It's terrible. It's, it sucks. It's, it's disgusting to know that it even fucking happened, you know? It hurts me to know that it even happened, man. And I, and again, I understand why people kneel and I understand, you know, the whole movement and all that, but it's, it's all ridiculous. And not to mention the fucking protests too. The protests were, were honestly, in my opinion, just straight out flat, stupid, ridiculous. They weren't even protests. They weren't even proving no point at, at all. They weren't even getting nowhere with them. All it was was just innocent business owners losing their stores. That's it. That's that's all it was was just innocent store owners losing their stores. What? And, and I and, and I think about it I was like, what the fuck did these innocent store owners do to you? You know? Like, what the fuck did they do to you to deserve that? Nothing, honestly. It just pisses me off that. People do that kind of shit. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's... I honestly want no part in it. You know? It's... It's disgusting. You know? But... It, it is what it is, I guess. You know, it's... It happened. It, it can't be undone. You know? Shout out to the people who lost their business, man. Hope you all recover from this. I hope you all, you know, hope things get back to normal for all of you. You know, you got this COVID shit to fucking deal with. Now you had all that bullshit to deal with. And I'm surprised that didn't, that didn't, uh, spike COVID cases in Minneapolis. I'm surprised that, you know, I, I didn't hear anything about cases spiking. And a lot of people weren't even wearing fucking, like, some people wearing masks, but a lot of people weren't even wearing fucking masks either. That's, that's the thing, you know? A lot of people weren't even wearing masks. That's, that's what was scary, so. But, yeah, the, the protests were just too much. 
Like, I get it if you were peacefully protesting. And, of course, oh, my God, this is this is great. Gun lovers. Of course, there were fucking gun lovers there with fucking automatic rifles acting all fucking badass and tough because they think they got, you know, because they, oh, Carrie, we're, we're legally we're supporting our Second Amendment. Second Amendment. And that's all that, that's, no, you're not. You're honestly posing more of a fucking threat. Oh, we're protecting the people. We're doing it. No, you're not protecting the people. You're looking to get fucking people hurt. And of course, Second Amendment lovers are going to fucking come after you. Go, come, go right the fuck ahead. Come at me. Come at me with your Second Amendment bullshit. You know? The, all they were is just a bunch of fucking hillbillies with fucking guns, bulletproof fucking masks and all that, you know? Wasn't needed, man. Just wasn't fucking needed. But, yeah, those protests are ridiculous. And I'm honestly glad they're gone now, but... It's just that the police brutality... I understand, man. The police fucking brutality in this country is unbelievable. It's, it's ridiculous. It's disgusting. And it's why I have no respect for the fucking police whatsoever. I don't respect the fucking police whatsoever. And I'm gonna admit that. I don't. Fuck the police, bro. You know, they're nothing but power-hungry pigs. Oh, but there's good police out there. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, they may seem like good police, but not. Nah. You know? And I and I and I always say this. This is this is my saying. Why respect them if they don't respect us? You know? Why give them respect if they don't give us the respect we deserve? If they want the respect they deserve, then they need to give us the respect we fucking deserve. You know? But it's it's ridiculous, man. It it pisses me off. It sickens me. It's just why? Why would you do that? Like why? You know? And, and, and even with the George Floyd thing, that's just a fucking cop being a power-hungry fucking pig thinking that he's a fucking above the law. That's all that fucking was. You killed a fucking innocent man who didn't deserve to fucking die. All, the only reason why he died was because you think you're fucking above the law. And I'm glad his fucking ass is rotten in fucking prison, bro. The motherfuckers, all four of the motherfuckers got locked up, but I think um, one of them is out on bail. I don't know how many are out on bail, but I know one of them was out on bail. And of course, this fucking lady, oh my god. You know, I'm not defending these police officers or nothing. Fuck them. They can go rot in the grave. But of course, there's this fucking lady on... Uh, social media who decided to record a fucking video i guess she was in minneapolis and she found the cop at a grocery store or some shit getting food and she decided to fucking go up and start I i'm sorry you motherfuckers probably saw the video but i'm sorry she was harassing him bro like all right we get it he did the crime yes he should be held accountable yes honestly i think he should be in prison but i'm not gonna fucking go up there say shit to his face and fucking harass him like that and put a fucking camera in his face, you know? Honestly, people who fucking do shit like that woman did are just looking for fucking internet points, bro. They're 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 looking for their little 15 seconds of fame on the fucking internet. You know, that's all that bitch wanted. She wasn't proving no fucking point. She wasn't doing anything other than harassing the guy. And again, I'm not trying to defend the fucking cop because fuck him, he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, I know he was a rookie and he was following orders, but bro, there was something he could have done. 
You know, he could have possibly took an action to prevent what the fuck went on. But yeah, I, I, I feel it from both sides, you know. It, it sucks. It's ridiculous, man. But honestly, it's it is what it is. It's it's happened. It's in the books now. The motherfuckers are off the streets, you know. I don't feel sorry for the fucking cops that did it, but I feel sorry for their fucking families, man. I really do feel sorry for their families. They 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 really don't deserve this shit, you know. But that's what happens when you deal with power-hungry fucking cops. And that's exactly what those four fucking cops were. Power-hungry fucking cops. But, anyway. Moving on from all the George Floyd talk. This is from uh, abcnews.com. Uh, Look away, Dixie, Mississippi to lose rebel emblem from flag. Another Confederate fucking... Flag. That's right, the Mississippi state flag has the Confederate fucking flag on it. Mississippi lawmakers voted Sunday to surrender the Confederate battle emblem from the state flag more than a century after white supremacist legislators adopted the design a generation after the South lost the Civil War, which, come on, bro. The fucking South lost. Mississippi, like, come on. And I see, I look, I looked at the Mississippi flag when it had the fucking rebel flag. And I, I looked at it, I'm like, ugh, like really? That's your state flag? I would feel ashamed to be in a fucking state with the fucking rebel flag as their state flag, man. I would be, ooh. I'm glad they're changing it, man. I'm glad they're taking the right step and changing it. Spectators cheered and applauded after the historic votes in the House and Senate. Oh, so this got through Republicans, too. Okay. Each chamber had board Presbyterian support for the landmark decision. Republican Governor Tate Reeves said he will sign the bill and the state flag will lose its official status as soon as he acts. That could happen in the coming days, said his spokeswoman, Renee Ezees. I don't know. But... Fuck yeah, man. That's what the fuck is up, y'all. Shout out to Mississippi. You know, huge fucking shout out to Mississippi, man. That That's what the fuck is up, bro. Huge shout out to Mississippi. Honestly, I can't wait to see what their new state flag is going to be. Are they just going to keep it the way it is but just get rid of the Confederate symbol? You know, what the fuck are they going to do? I, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, but shit. Hell yeah. That's what's up. You know, get rid of that fucking traitor symbol off your flag, bro. That all that, that's all that is. It's just a fucking traitor symbol. That's all that flag is. It's just a traitor's fucking flag. But shout out to Mississippi. You know. But uh, speaking of Republican-led uh, states here. Florida breaks daily record with nearly 10,000 new coronavirus cases. Hmm, I wonder why. Come <coughs> Ron DeSantis. Counting its record-breaking week, Florida has reported 9,585 new positive COVID-19 cases, shattering the previous day record of 8,000 
8,942 cases. The state's total now stands at 132,545 cases. Hospitalizations have hit 14,136 according to Florida Department of Health. Nearly 3,400 people have died in Florida from COVID-19. And what's funny is they're trying to open shit the fuck back up. Florida broke its own record for new daily cases most days last week. The state also broke its own testing record on Friday, administrating more than 78,000 tests. Conservative politicians, including President Donald Trump and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, have blamed recent spikes on the higher testing rates. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Basically, blame something else for their fucking mistakes, doing what typical Republicans do. And I, I love how it's Donald Trump doing it as well. Yeah, no, we we didn't do that. No, that wasn't us. Nah, nah, that, that, that wasn't us. The alarming surge in cases has forced DeSantis and other government officials to reconsider the state's reopening plans, which they should. Because a lot of fucking places are open way too early. I'm back in my home state of Massachusetts, and uh, currently, as of the time I'm recording this, we are currently in phase two, part two. Gyms aren't even open here yet, as of the time I'm recording this. In Florida, gyms are now fucking open. Here in Mass, gyms still aren't even open yet, I'm, which I'm hoping they open up soon, because... Shout out my Twitch, jmosh420, go follow. Because I'm going to be doing some workout streams, but... Uh... Shout out Twitch. Go follow that. But the alarming surge in cases has forced DeSantis and other government officials to reorder, reconsider the state's reopening plans, which had, until now, pushed ahead on Friday. DeSantis issued an order banning all bars from serving alcohol, and on Saturday, Miami-Dade County announced it's closing all beaches for 4th of July weekend. Damn fucking straight. Excuse me, because if you think about it, 4th of July weekend is going to draw in a lot of people. And I mean a lot of people. Yeah, 4th of July weekend is a big time for COVID cases to spike. So, good for DeSantis on that one at least. At least he's being somewhat smart about this. <laughs> DeSantis' efforts are now mainly targeted towards young people. He basically said, we've... What we've seen practically over the last week is a real explosion in new cases among our younger demographics, he told reporters. When we started in when we started this in March, the medium age of people who tested positive was I think 65. I think. Oh god. As testing ramped up, that went into the 50s. But it was pretty much in the 50s for the most time and then just recently has really plunged. Oh. Alright, well, yeah, that's that's uh, money-hungry governors for you, you know? That's what happens when you have a money-hungry governor who just wants to line his pockets and make ching-ching-bling-a-ding-ding-dang, you know? Some governors are not taking this COVID reopening shit too seriously. Uh, but I'm gonna, as a Democrat myself, uh, we have a Republican governor here in Massachusetts... And honestly, he's doing a very better job than Ron DeSantis is, which just, there is a lot of people uh, bitching to just basically reopen everything, which I'm sorry, people. Yeah, reopening everything? Look what the fuck's happening in Florida. Look how many more people are getting, yeah, nah. 
one step at a time. You know, shout out to all the people who want to take it safe and want to, you know, play it cool. Shout out to those people. But to the people who want to open up early, you don't like the current procedures that are currently in fucking place. Stay the fuck home. Which a lot of people now I'm starting to see around stores around here. A lot of people aren't wearing masks anymore. Yikes. <laughs> but this next uh, article is uh, from CTV News. COVID-19 deaths surpassed 500,000 globally with more than 10 million infected. Rome. The world surpassed two sombering coronavirus milestones Sunday. 500,000 confirmed deaths. 10 million confirmed cases. And hit another high mark for daily new infections as governments that attempted reopenings continued to backtrack and warn that worse news could be yet to come. Exactly. Governors are basically rushing the reopening process of their states. <clears throat> Florida. <laughs> you know? I can tell a lot of the money-hungry governors are trying to push the reopening phases so they can start lining their fucking pockets again. Because they realize, hey... Wait a minute, with all the states, with everything being closed and all that, you know, we're, we're not making money, you know, and we, we need to make money. That's basically what the fuck all the governors uh, who are rushing reopening are thinking right now. My pockets aren't getting fatter, you know? It's it's disgusting what politicians have become, honestly. It It is. And it's sad, too, but hell. COVID-19 has taken a very swift and very dangerous turn in Texas over just the past few days, said Governor Greg Abbott, who allowed businesses to start reopening in early May, but on Friday shut down bars and limited restaurant dining and a spike in cases. Again, it's always the southern states. Why? Republicans. Greedy. Want money. Ching-ching-ching. Want want fatter pockets want fatter wallets they want money that's what they want you know and of course their states all being closed especially texas that's a big ass fucking state with that state being closed they're not getting money you know california governor gavin newstrom rolled back reopenings of bars in seven counties including los angeles he ordered them to close immediately and urged eight other counties to issue local health orders mandating the same. Okay. More Florida beaches will be closing again to avoid further spread of the new coronavirus as officials try to tramp down on large gatherings amid a spike in COVID-19 cases. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said interactions among young people are driving the surge. Really? I'd love to know where the fuck he got that information from, but... Honestly, the reason why we're having so many spikes is it's governors and states rushing the reopening process. You know, the reopening process isn't meant to be rushed. It's meant to be taken one step at a time. You know, honestly, right now, Florida should also be in phase two. That's that's just my opinion. Honestly, I think Florida should still be in phase number two right now. But, I don't know. Enough COVID talk for now. We move on to, uh, 
our next topic, which is, oh my God, today's generation changing and today, as we know it, changing. The Simpsons will no longer use white actors to voice non-white characters. Fuck my life. Oh my God. Today's generation is becoming so fucking soft. That's our fucking problem. Today's generation, today is becoming soft. People today are becoming nothing but a bunch of soft fucking pussies. It's ridiculous. It's disgusting. It's like, come on, people. Grow the fuck up. So what? There's no problem with a white actor voicing a black person. I see no problem with that. None whatsoever. What the fuck is the problem with that? You know? It's just today's world becoming fucking soft, bro. That's what it is. It's it's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Why? What is the big deal about a white person voicing a black person? What the fuck is such a big deal? I don't see a big deal about it. I just don't. It's ridiculous. It, it, it honestly is. The Simpsons, which is scheduled to begin airing its 32nd season later in 2020, will no longer be using white actors to voice people of color. In a statement delivered by the show's producers, as reported by Entertainment Weekly, it said that the show will no longer have white actors voice non-white characters. This follows earlier decision between the producers and voice actor Hank... I'm going to butcher this, but... Erzera to recast the character of Apu. Okay, I'm not gonna say that. To recast the character of Apu, an Indian character. It has not been announced who will voice the character yet going forward. Like, are you fucking kidding me? So you're telling me that Apu is gone now. That Apu is. Someone is... Wow, okay. Other characters that will need to be recast, recasted going forward include Apu's wife, Miu... Manjulia? Who, I don't know. Dr. Herbert and his family, Lou, Cookie, Kwan, Derek, Tatum, and Bumblebee Man. It's not a long list with Apu standing as... With Apu standing by far the show's most prominent non-white character. So, it, it sucks. It, it does. It's ridiculous. It sucks. It's basically saying that this world today is getting fucking soft. By the way, this is from uh, GameSpot.com. But, today's world is because becoming nothing but a bunch of soft fucking pussies people today are becoming but nothing but a bunch of soft fucking pussies you know that that's all it is is people becoming nothing but a bunch of soft pussies it's ridiculous it's i hate it man the world as we know it is fucking changing a lot i just miss the old days i really do i really miss the fucking old days where things were more simpler things would get by more easier, you know? Just, nope. Everyone today is growing fucking soft. You know? 
But moving on from that, onto our uh, next article here. This is from Yahoo News. More U.S. companies join Facebook ad boycott bandwagon. Mark Zuckerberg losing that money. They basically list uh, the people who are pulling out, but I will read you them here in a minute. A handful of U.S. companies have pulled advertising from Facebook Incorporated in support of a campaign that called out the social media giant for not doing enough, good enough, excuse me, called out social media giant for not doing enough to stop hate speech on its platforms. The Stop Hate Speech for Profit campaign was started by several U.S. civil rights groups after the death of African-American George Floyd in police custody. Yep, exactly. See, everything that's fucking going on. See, let, let me let me stop right here. Because of the George Floyd incident, everything, honest, I, I'm going to fucking say it. Honestly, the reason why a lot of shit is changing now is because of the fucking George Floyd incident. I bet you if the George Floyd incident never fucking happened, a lot of this shit probably wouldn't be happening. You know? That's what I see. It's all because of this fucking George Floyd incident. That shit is now changing. Oh, racist this. This is now racist. That is now racist. You know, it's all because of this fucking George Floyd incident. Ever since he died, shit's been changing. Shit that doesn't need to change is changing. It's... It's a shitstorm, honestly. But African Mayor George Floyd in police custody triggered widespread protests against racial discrimination in the United States. So I guess here are some of the um, companies that pulled out. Unlever PLC, Verizon, The North Face, Ben & Jerry's, Dishalani, what? Eddie Bauer... Aline Fisher, Goodbye Silverstein, Magnolia, Magnolia Pictures, Pastagonia, oh, okay, these names, Rucknin Fiber, Recreational Equipment Incorporated, Upwork Incorporated, and that, that's about it. <laughs> Holy names. I'm, I'm butchering everything. I'm not very good when it comes to pronouncing things. But yeah, Mark Suckadickaberg is uh, losing that chick ching a ling a dang dang Poor Mark. Lose your money. <laughs> nah. Anyways, let's get into some uh, YouTuber drama here. This is uh, a first here on the uh, channel. On the channel. On the podcast here. Getting into some fucking... YouTube drama. But uh, Shane Dawson recently uh, submitted out a uh, an apology video for all the stuff he has done in the past. Um, you know, I guess back in his past he would post, he was posting offensive content, he was posting content with blackface and all that. and He made it a he made a video on his channel called Taking Accountability, and the likes and dislikes aren't really that bad. I mean, I mean the comments are spammed with one fucking thing, but the likes to dislikes, I guess you could say people seem to be on his side, but then again, there were a lot of people who were mad at him. 
He he is losing over hundreds of thousands of subscribers for this incident, but it's it's again it's ridiculous. It's ever since this George Floyd shit is happening, people are now, you know, bringing up shit from the past, you know, trying to cancel people who did shit in the past, and you know, the shit he's being called out for is stuff he did many years ago but that doesn't mean it's still not wrong though it, it is wrong of him to do said things he did you know and, and it is offensive and i guess there was a video of him pretending to masturbate to a picture of willow smith uh the video is out there but uh her brother Jaden smith tweeted out this shane dawson i am disgusted by you you sexualizing an 11-year-old girl who happens to be my sister is the furthest thing from funny and not okay in the slightest bit. And you gotta admit, yeah, that that's classic Shane for you. That that's that's that that is fucked up, bro. That that is it, it is a fucked up video, nonetheless. You know. <laughs> oh hey. <laughs> I'm I'm looking on Twitter right now and Trump is a racist is trending. Wait, what? Huh? Well, we all know he's a fucking racist. Wait, what did he say? Hold on. Can anyone believe that Princeton just dropped the name of the Woodrow Wilson from their highly anticipated policy center? Now the do-nothing Democrats want to take the name off. Want to take off the name John Wayne from the from an airport in Crowstock. What did he say? I don't know, I'll, I'll have to look more in. Uh, what, what? I don't know. Anyways, back back to what uh, I was talking about. But yeah, man, it's it's disgusting, you know. Anyone who does blackface or anyone who posts offensive content, bro, you know, that's, that's, that's wrong. And, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Shane Dawson. I, I like Shane Dawson's content, you know. I honestly, I didn't even know of those old videos. I, I didn't even know he posted those old videos. Shit, man. I, I didn't even know about that. What? Oh, Lakers set to sign J.R. Smith for the remainder of the season. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'll, th I'll throw that in as a little bonus at the end. I, I, you know what? Yeah, we'll throw that in as a little bonus at the end. But uh, even Woj tweeted it. But, yeah, that that's, that's fucked up, man. But, yeah, Shane did apologize for it. And, you know. I... I I don't know what else more to say. It's just, it's a fucked up situation, you know. Moving on from the, uh, moving on to even more YouTube drama, I should say. Uh, Tom Syndicate. Syndicate was, uh, accused of rape from, uh, a couple girls. Uh, the zombie unicorn and apparently his ex-girlfriend, uh, accused him of rape, which... 
what zombie accused him I, I don't know if you really can call that rape i mean basically what happened between zombie unicorn and him is i guess they were making love and you know and, and i guess it was consensual it was well, i don't want to say making love but they were smashing i guess they were friends with benefits at the time and you know and i guess but this was consensual sex but i guess what happened was and tom is denying this we'll read his statement here in a minute he did put out a statement but um syndicate basically said um excuse me zombie basically said he forced her down onto the bed and blew his load inside her which basically he's denying that and the ex-girlfriend I guess we'll read the statement, but I, I saw this um, on Drama Alert. I saw the video Gnome Star posted about it, and uh, he showed the video of the ex-girlfriend, and oh my god, like, I, I can tell the ex-girlfriend's just doing this for fucking attention, man. I, I really hate to shout out this fucking jackass, but... Go check out Drama Alert. It's on uh, the Drama Alert channel. Um, I'm sure if you also search it, you can find it. But yeah, basically in the video, <clears throat> the ex-girlfriend was fucking obviously fake crying, bro. She was trying to fake cry. She was trying to, you know, basically women taking advantage of the hashtag MeToo movement to get attention, you know. But... Let's, let's read Tom's statement here. It's a quite lengthy one, but I'll read it. And this is a statement from him. I was shocked and sickened by the false allegations made against me on Sunday by two women. <clears throat> Excuse me, hold on. I was, shocked, I was shocked and sickened by the false allegations made against me on Sunday by two women I once called friends. I promise I would respond... <clears throat> And now I want people to know the truth. Let me start by saying I fully support the women who are courageous enough to speak up because they have been raped or sexually abused. The hashtag MeToo movement has empowered victims and that is such an important, necessary, valuable thing. But this is something completely different. This is character assassination by social media without evidence to support it or any justification. These two women have chosen to make horrendous allegations against me for reasons I do not understand, attempting to stage a public trial without giving me a chance to defend myself. I do not want to get personal. I simply want to stick to the facts. Oh, come on. I had consensual sex with Natalie, a.k.a. Zombie Unicorn. He, but he puts her full name, but I'm just going to call her Natalie. In 2016, I did not pin her down. I did not use any force against her. I, excuse me. I did not rape her. We discussed it and both agreed as a precaution that she would take the morning pill. Excuse me. I can read. We agreed as a precaution that she would take the morning after pill which is what happened 
This was a decision we both made together. It was not one-sided or forced. I was in a relation... Okay, so that was the uh, zombie unicorn incident. Now, this is the uh, incident with his ex-girlfriend. I was in a relationship with Caitlin Witcher, which is her name, in 2012. We were both teenagers. I loved her very much. Aww. We never had full sexual relationship because she made it clear that that was not what she had... That was not what she wanted, and I respected that. The allegations she made against me are completely false. I know she has been through some tough times in her life and have always considered her to be a good person. But these claims she has made against me are entirely wrong. I have nothing but sympathy for the victims of sexual and physical abuse. I share their rage and I want the abusers called out and held accountable. But when you are falsely accused of being an abuser, you cannot just sit back and accept the innocent allegations being made against you. You have to tell the truth and hope that people will listen, which is what I'm doing now. I understand that I'm asserting my innocence. I understand that asserting my innocence will be difficult for some. And I apologize if this is a trigger for anybody who is a victim of abuse. I wish both Natalie and Catherine no ill will. I can read. <laughs> but I also hope you understand that I cannot allow false and deeply damaging stories to accumulate about me without responding. So yeah, he basically responded to the allegations saying that uh, that the accusations are 100% false, that they're not true, which I hope that is true. I'm... I, I want to take Tom's side, but I want to wait for more shit to come out. But as of right now, I, I'm kind of taking Tom's side, but I don't know. And I'm seeing something about the uh, two police officers and the George Floyd thing here. So we'll, we'll, we'll check up on that. But yeah, man, that, that, that fucking sucks. When, when you're accused of an allegation like that, that, that fucking sucks, but. Anyway, Mark Zuckerberg is losing more fucking money. <laughs> That's enough for the YouTube drama. Mark Zuckerberg has 7 billion wiped off his fortune as Coca-Cola halts all social media advertising for 30 days. Oh boy. Yeah, that's right. Coca-Cola chief executive James Quincy said on Friday that the company would halt all social media ads for 30 days while it rethinks its policies. There is no place for racism in the world and there is no place for racism on social media. Quincy wrote on Coca-Cola's site that the Coca-Cola company will pause paid advertising on all social media platforms globally for at least 30 days. We will take this time to recess our advertising policies to determine whether revisions are needed. We will also expect greater accountability and transparency for the social media partners so basically coca-cola and uh <clears throat> coca-cola and uh starbucks as well starbucks is also pulling out and going on this starbucks is the latest company to pause advertising across social media platforms so a bunch of freaking companies are pulling out of uh, social media 
basically stopping funding for advertising on social media because of racism and all that. So, yeah, Starbucks and Coke are out, which takes a big loss to Mark Zuckerberg's wallet. A big loss. $7 billion wiped off his fortune. Yikes. Starbucks, let's see. Does, does Starbucks... Does it tell us how much Starbucks wipes off his fortune as well or not? Nah? Do, do we not do we not get that? Let's see. Well, no, sadly it doesn't tell me how much he's losing from Starbucks, but apparently from uh, Coke, he's losing at least $7 billion. So that's... Ooh. I, yeah, the, this George Floyd stuff is taking a toll on, on America here, man. Honestly, took on a toll on this whole world, but yeah, a bunch of companies are 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 pulling out. So our on to our last article here, which is the um, Aunt Jemima brand to change name and image over racial stereotype. Oh my God, this is see see again. It's all because of this George Floyd nonsense that went on. Every company is now changing their name that has a black person on it or it's, it is some kind of racial stereotype, you know. This is, by the way, from the New York Times. Um, they go on to say, For decades, Quaker Oats knew that one of its major brands, Aunt Jemima, which is fucking yummy maple syrup, was built on racist imagery. I... I honestly didn't know that. I'm going to have to look that up. The company inched toward fixing the problem over the years, replacing the kerchief on the Antima handkerchief on the Aunt Jemima character's head with plaid headband in 1968 and adding pearl earrings and a lace collar in 1989. But it was not until Wednesday that Quaker Oats announced it would drop the Aunt Jemima name and change the packaging. The decision to remake the pancake mix and syrup brand, which was founded in 1989, caused 1989 came as widespread protests against racism have riverbanded throughout the country, leading to changes in corporate world and toppling of statues depicting Confederate leaders. Uh, okay. Quaker Oats, which has been owned by Pepsi Company since 2001, announced his decision on Aunt Jemima days after a TikTok video describing the brand's hist- So all because of a TikTok video. All because of a simple shitty fucking TikTok video. You're gonna listen to some motherfucker on TikTok. Okay, hold on, let me read this. Quaker Oats, which has been owned by Pepsi Company since 2001, announced his decision- on Aunt Jemima days after a TikTok video describing the brand's history was shared widely on social media. In retiring the name and character, the company acknowledged that Aunt Jemima's origins were based on a racial stereotype. Oh my god. So basically, this is just an example of the world getting softer and everyone becoming nothing but a bunch of soft fucking pussies. That's basically what this is. I mean, again, I, I may have to look more into this, but honestly, this is just... A, a lot of companies are doing this, too. It's Again, it's ever since this George Floyd thing went down, it's... 
basically flipped the whole fucking world upside down, man. It's basically flipped a lot of shit upside down. Even coronavirus has flipped a lot of shit upside down. A lot of shit right now in 20... Honestly, the whole year of 2020 has been flipped the fuck upside down if you think about it. You know? You think about it, the whole, the whole, the whole year of 2020 has been flipped upside down. And it's like, wow. Is, is this what 2020 has come to? But throwing in just a couple more because I thought these were interesting. Um, Lakers set to sign J.R. Smith for the remainder of the season. So uh, Henny God got another motherfucking job. NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski uh, tweeted out this. Free agent guard J.R. Smith and the Lakers are working through final steps. Oh, no. I just realized LeBron and JR again. Oh, no. LeBron and JR back together once more. Oh. Lakers are working through the final steps of a deal today, and he will be added to the roster for the Orlando restart. Sources tell ESPN. Oh, boy. That's going to be interesting. And then the final piece today, um, by the looks of it, ex-Minneapolis police officers charged in George Floyd's killing appear in court. Of course, four, four ex-officers back in court in George Floyd's death. Former, four former Minneapolis, Minnesota police officers. This is from Twitter, by the way. Those last, The J.R. Smith, and this is from Twitter. You know, Minnesota police officers charged following the May 25th killing of George Floyd appeared before a Hennepin County judge on Monday in a hearing to determine the next step in their response, respective trials. Judge Peter, we'll call him Judge Peter because his last name I'm going to butcher, like a fucking butcher, butchering meat. Peter set a likely first trial date for March 8th of 2021. Damn! March 8th of 2021? Fuck. Oh, God, looking at their fucking faces, they look like power-hungry fucking pigs. Well, the one who killed George Floyd and... the other, Yeah, the one who killed George Floyd looks like a major fucking asshole, bro. Like, man... Fuck, man. This this George Floyd shit is crazy. That's all I'm gonna say is this just this George Floyd shit is crazy. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that is episode six of this and that podcast. Uh, it was a good one nonetheless. I enjoyed it. It, it was fun to make. Um, make sure you follow the podcast on Spotify. Uh, subscribe to my second channel on YouTube, Boston3233, as they will be posted there a month after the... <laughs> I normally don't do a very good job of posting the podcasts afterwards, but... Yes, episodes 5 and 6 will be both posted, so I'm going to be posting them back to back, but... Follow the podcast on Spotify. Also, now you can finally follow it on iTunes as well. Uh, it would be better if you just search my name, Jeremy Mosier. Boom, it will pop up. There it is. But, uh, yeah, Spotify, iTunes, Anchor.fm, slash Jeremy Mosier, and YouTube, Boston32332. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's going to do it for episode six of This and That Podcast. I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll catch you all next time.